Okay, hi, thank you, welcome to Keen on Things podcast, episode four, April Madness. April Madness, kind of like March Madness, but applied to April, because the madness this year isn't in college basketball, and the finals, and the final four, and the Sweet 16, I don't even, I forgot where it was going to be. I forgot. Normally, I am on top of that and where the Super Bowl takes place. I don't even know anymore. Um, And we're just applying madness from March into April, and it's going to continue. It's going to continue, guys. Even um, once we have a flattening of the curve, okay, there's still going to be a line. It's not going down. It's flat, but it's still, uh, unfortunately, (sighs) numbers and ill and casualties. Okay. Uh, so this is episode four of the Keen on Things podcast. And uh, thanks for joining me for a half hour every week. That's all we do is a half hour. I do not. I have plenty to say. But uh, no, I don't. Um, it can always be wrapped in a half an hour. Sometimes I have to stretch it, right? So um, sorry about the breathing. I listened to episode three. I apologize for the breathing. That was disgusting, painful. And uh, I also had the metronome on for recording, but that happened in GarageBand, so it wasn't a bust. So I could save it. I could just go back to the AIF and resave it in GarageBand. Garage, one of my French. I got to take breaths. That's the big thing I'm learning with this, uh, with listening to these recordings. I have to take breaths, whether it's on the podcast, whether it's in life, whether it's on stage. Take breaths. Take the moment. Don't rush through these episodes and issues. You know, sometimes we force that uh, noise and you just need to take in the silence, the stillness. That's the book I'm reading right now. Power stillness. Or, is that what it was called? But uh, it has some great insight. I'll get into that in a moment. Um, you have to embrace that stillness. You know, even even turn the music off sometimes. Sit in the darkness creepy. Uh, if you're listening, I got to say thank you. Even if you're annoyed and I'm way wrong on some of these issues that I bring up, or if you're spying on me for the government, thank you. You know, I'll take the ears. I'll take the ears, eventually the eyes. Once we go video on this. Um, so yeah, quarantining, man. Same as everybody week four. I, I think we're in yesterday was Easter and, uh, it was week four and still uh, doing the landscaping, helping. We uh, laid some cement today into some holes to put up some poles to put up a fence. I dug holes and, and installed uh, poles and mixed the uh, concrete with the water. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have some poles and a fence and a deck out back. It's been fantastic physical labor. I'm exhausted. I thought it was over. I thought I was done doing that kind of stuff when I was done PAing. For shows around LA, but doing some physical labor, which is much better. You're outside, you're with nature and my hands. I've never had sore hands. I don't think I can't remember. Not since like college weightlifting, which I was doing very little of, but, um, yeah, it's great being out there, getting physical, sweating, you know, from the inside, when you sweat from the inside like that. Okay. Um, seeing some chickens. We got it. We got a hen house right behind me. It's a hen house. There's like six or seven chickens and one rooster next door. He's, he's great. He's a little guy. He's a little squirrely looking guy goes after his mama who's in there. Um, he's trying to mount her, not because of an Oedipus complex, but because she's the only one he can get up on the other, excuse me, 
the other hens are too big. They're too big. So, um, the only one you can get up on is his mama. And even she's like, get off me. What are you doing child? Like, God, get your nut somewhere else. Uh, not many people in LA or well, Hollywood, I guess live near wildlife. Um, you gotta get, man, go to drive through Malibu. That was one thing in my last relationship that was fantastic. She really, uh, she loved Malibu and we'd go there and I was like, Oh, you're allowed to go here. Like there's outdoors in LA and there's restaurants, even in the hill, you can go beach or you can go in like the back Hills from the one Oh one. And she's like, yeah, what? Um, but when you're beautiful, you can go anywhere you want and you can anyway in America. That's what I'm finding out. Um, so yeah, it's nice to have the wildlife and the chicken coop and talk to the chickens. Usually every weekend, Saturdays, they're out during the day and I'm talking to them. Uh, Easter was yesterday and, uh, definitely strange, definitely strange. I zoomed with the family for two hours, which meant for the first hour, it was everybody but my mom. And then the second hour was my mom had finally figured out halfway through the two hour zoom, how to make it work. At first we had her just her picture and then we had just sound. And then by the time the hour was up, we had her full bore Peggy. Great job. Love you kid. Um, great woman, great mother been through a lot and not only did the best she could did great. And you, you got to tell him that. Um, I'll tell you guys, Andrea Bocelli's Easter tribute was fantastic. It was from the dome in Milan, the Duomo di Milano. Uh, and it made me want to go to Italy in century city. <laughs> you thought I was going to say Italy, the country. But, um, yeah, they're having a tough time. Obviously they're, uh, now, unfortunately, or fortunately, the second most casualties are taking place there. It goes America, Italy, Spain, and France is creeping. England is creeping. And, uh, it doesn't matter the order because we're all brothers and sisters and people are dying here, Europe, everywhere. And I fear outbreaks in other places that will handle it, uh, even worse than we have, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, the Andrea Bocelli tribute was fantastic. A crazy, beautiful time. Um, but the zoom was fun and the family. And I love it Two of My nieces were over it quick. And then the third niece left. And then my little nephew, of course, stuck around to the end cause he loves the chit chat. Um, last week. So we're fourth week here and, uh, coming to you on a Monday. Bernie dropped this past week. He actually just endorsed Biden today, officially. It was very difficult for me at first last week. I, I don't need to see the, the any of the – I don't need to see anything from here on out. I know where each candidate stands. Why do people how, – how can you possibly still be undecided? So I, I don't need to see any more speeches or – like tonight, I think Biden and Bernie are going to be talking together. It's like, oh, good, a feel-good moment where we're not going to come any closer to justice for the masses and the American people. It's just whatever. So it's just uh, – I can't. I already know what Bernie's stances are, and I know what Biden is. You know, he's going to, you know, be more sluggish through sentences than I am. He's the only American that uh, can't finish a thought, uh, who finishes thoughts worse than me, or can't. Um, but yeah, it was difficult uh, this past week accepting that. I guess I don't know. I don't know if I knew it. People are like surely you knew it. No, I didn't. I thought uh, I didn't think we we're this ignorant. But it's been worse than any loss that I any of my favorite teams that I ever supported growing up, you know, after a loss playoffs, it's been tougher than that. Uh, he's such a genuine guy who cares, compassionate, say what you will about him, but you can't deny that, you know, and, uh, agent orange is, is, is evil personified and we have it in the white house. <laughs> we, it's pathetic. It's, uh, 
generations are going to look back and be like, what? Like, what, what were you guys, you know, we thought the 50s and 60s civil rights thing was something, but you guys opted that. Chomsky came out and said, uh, Bernie still moved the needle, which made me feel a lot better. Because it's true. He, he, you know, um, he called me down. Some of my friends calmed me down, you know, good friends, um, you know, Lewis and Dave and whatnot. Um, not that I want to be calmed down, right? But uh, Chomsky came out and said he moved the needle, which was uh, fantastic because he did. Nobody was talking about the prison industrial complex. Nobody dare touch that. Bernie did. Nobody's attacking violations against the iron environment like Bernie is. You know, it's fantastic. And talking about true health care, you know, for all. And wanting to end the wars. When's the last candidate? We haven't had a candidate in 20 years. Like, 20 years since since there were no wars saying that we want to end the war. Like, Kerry didn't want to. Bush, you know, he wanted to go further. Spend more money so that the troops had more. You know, four. That's what he ran on. And then, uh, you know, Barack, we did. That's, you know, that's where we got all the droning. Under Baraki, Baraki Balboa, and uh, and Trump, even though he voted against the wars, he's happy to keep them financed, baby. Even though people can't get um, ventilators, so I don't know. It's a wake up call. It's a wake up call. Thanks for listening. Um, but uh, I'll be voting blue. A cognitively defective Biden is still better than Trump. You know, the DNC is utterly shameful. Tom Perez should be pulled uh, by a rope in a car and dragged to his death because of the filth that the DNC is doing and all the blocking of Bernie that they've done. And they did in 2016. But uh, I voted Hillary, you know, because she was the candidate against Trump and I will vote Biden. Um, Trump is that bad. Yeah. You know, I was thinking, I was like, if Pat Tillman were alive, man, he'd be retired by now. And I think, well, he'd be out of the service and out of football. And I believe he'd be in politics. I thought maybe he'd get into football. But reading about this guy over the years, what a loss. What a loss. And I think he would have gotten into politics. He just needed to be maxing out at all times. And I read that he was actually supposed to meet with Chomsky once he got back from Afghanistan on his last tour. That didn't happen. Um, who knows, right? Great man. I still got to see that statue. My family lives in Arizona, and I, I, I go to plenty to Tempe for shows, but uh, I got to go and check out that statue. I was there. I think I saw saw Josh Wolf, and I saw Jimmy Dore there um, a couple months ago when I was there visiting family over the course of two weekends, and I love that club, and the, also the one in uh, Phoenix, and also there's another one. Or I saw Chad Daniels. So that's three great acts. Um, so yeah, moving on. Happy Easter and Passover season as we pass through Ramadan. Three big ones. Is Ramadan coming up? It's funny that every religion has major holidays around the same time. You know, maybe at some point we can get on board and just be human beings. You know, and then that would be one hell of a religion. Like humanism. Unbelievable. Uh, it's just weird that we all have this like, Hey everybody. Yeah. We're all going to this party. And then we get to the party and we go into separate rooms. That's what this is. You know, what lies do you believe? Oh, we believe these lies over here. Okay. I'm going to go in this room over here. I was raised on these. I still believe some of these. I accept these other ones. Um, others. I don't believe others. I turn a blind eye to. And then meanwhile, there's human beings suffering, uh, outside, but, uh, let's go to our services. Um, 
No March Madness, which sometimes leaks in April. Oftentimes is about where you have your final game. Uh, I don't know if we would have had the final game tonight. God, that would have been unbelievable. Who would have won, guys? Something to think about. Who would have won uh, the NCAA title game this year? Um, for women, it would be Baylor or UConn or ND, per usual. Those are like the top three. That coach at Baylor, she's something else. And the coach, Gino, of UConn's amazing. And so is the ND coach. But it probably would have been one of those three. They're in their heyday. Always some great games. Multiple titles, I think, for each of those. Well, for UConn, for sure. ND, I think. And then Baylor, I think, too. Men's, I think, uh, man, I think San Diego State, Aztecs could have done it. Or even Dayton Flyers. That would have been crazy. That would have been like kind of my world's connecting in terms of the uh, Ohio, Southern California. Kind of a stretch. Kind of a stretch. Born in Toledo, lived in Michigan. Raised in Orange County, north of San Diego State. But the Flyers versus Aztecs would be a fantastic battle, especially a nice episode of Mascots. You know, that kind of Mexican uh, warrior protector of their tribe, um, that, that, that kind of part of the world versus a uh, flyer. You know, the Dayton, Ohio is where the birthplace of flying kind of took place with Neil Armstrong and the Wright brothers and all that. Literally, you know, you go back to native indigenous people and the mechanics of flight. You cover the whole spectrum. Uh, great colors on the Aztecs. Great mascot. I love them. I love LMU's old colors, the old Bo Kimball colors. And uh, I, th- I hope they still have those unis. Anyway, so I think it would have been the Aztecs in, in Dayton. And it's a shame because those are two programs that I don't think have ever been in a national title game. At least they haven't in the last 50 years. In basketball, correct me if I'm wrong, email me, patrickkeen at hotmail.com. But neither of them uh, have appeared, and I think they wanted, one or two of them would have been in the Final Four, and that's a bummer, right? I don't, they don't get that senior season back. That's real. That really sucks. Great mascot in the Aztec, great mascot in the Flyer. Um, I was always wondering what took San Diego State so long to get programs, football and basketball. I mean, you're in some of the top real estate in the world, right? You bring these athletes here. They got the beach. They got San Diego. They got Mexico if they want to head down there. Um and uh, sailing, you know. So SDSU, get it together, man. Get it together. Or state school, you know, get some JUCO transfers. Mark McGuire's little brother was a f- quarterback out of there, six foot seven, almost beat Miami in their heyday back in the day. I think there was a big team brawl. So check that out. Um, no opening day for baseball, which has been a bummer this early April. It's been a bummer, man. Really bad. You know, I, I usually follow it open day and then like I do the preseason a little bit. I was going to really get into it this year. Then I get into opening day and then I take my foot off the gas and I'm back into basketball uh, final four, you know, basketball playoffs a little bit. I, I really don't follow um, pro baseball or pro basketball until the end, until the playoffs. There it is. You can hear the roost kicking it in. Love it. Probably hear me maybe through the window. But uh, yeah, I love it. Am I the only podcast in LA with a rooster? Um, man, I wanted a Laker Clipper final so bad, and it was going to happen this year. It was going to happen. It was going to be a West Coast final. They can't meet in the NBA finals. That's a shame. But the West Coast would have been great because I think the Clippers were up two one in the series uh, for the season, and I think they would have had to play one maybe two more times. Um, had to have some stock mascot footage. I really wanted to use, which is great. Um, I got the rooster going. All right. The stock mascot footage would have been uh, good. I have a couple of Clipper Laker episodes I want to use that I had um, Brian Moses, John Huck, Henry Phillips in. NFL draft still happening. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. 
Is it virtual? I don't know. Everyone's sealed off. I hope it still happens. I think they could do that. That's a form of entertainment sports that they could make work. Um, just seal it off. Make sure everybody's healthy in separate rooms, separate space, social distancing, and do it. it it's just something we can all watch if you're a sports fan. Most of the world doesn't care. But it's as, as growing up a Lions fan, it's huge. Um, so, yeah. Okay, where are we? We're halfway through here. All right. We're almost done. Um Stillness is the Key, that's the book I'm reading. Stillness is the Key, which is an amazing book. It's one of three books and uh, just talks about the balance between, you know, drive, self-drive and being, in, you know, you want that salary, but being happy with what's enough. Uh, one of our biggest failures in life is not being satisfied with enough. And I, I have nothing, so <laughs> the rooster just agreed with me. Um, and, and this this concept goes against a lot of Western and American philosophy. You know, the same drive that gets you to the top is the same that keeps you from enjoying any success you achieve. Um, what, one of the beautiful things about Kobe, I think Kobe was starting to really appreciate his success. My co-host is a rooster. I don't know if you can even hear it. But Kobe was starting to appreciate his success. And just like kind of being one of the guys in that next stage of life and um, – because a lot of these guys can't turn it off. Obviously, Brady is signing with Tampa. I don't know how that's going to go. I can't imagine it going great. You can get something out of it. Fun for Tampa. Fun for Bruce Arians. Fun, you know. But uh, who knows? You know. Hopefully, he doesn't get injured or tarnish the career and the legacy and whatnot. But uh, you know, the Belichicks, the Bradys, the Magics, the uh, Jordans. Um, I really think Magic does a good job in retirement. Jordan seems to be a little bit still competitive and have a chip on his shoulder. Hopefully he can enjoy it. What am I hoping these guys are mentally at peace? Um, but anyway, in the book, there's a story of Joseph Heller and Kurt Vonnegut at a party. And they're at some like billionaires party. I don't know, in the fifties or something. And, uh, Vonnegut says to Heller, Joseph Heller, both great authors, two of my favorites. Catch 22 is, is possibly that's right up there in my top five books of all time. And a hilarious movie as well. Catch 22. Um, people say dark. I say, hey, funny and real. You know what I'm saying? Love when that dope stuff's playing. And Vonnegut says, Joseph Heller, he says, uh, hey, this guy, um, what do you think about being at this party where this guy makes way more money than you'll ever make to Joseph? And Joseph's like, yeah. Heller says, I've got something he'll never have. And that's uh, contentment with what I have. Being happy with enough. The E word, enough. And uh, just mind-blowing, right? And you know that you see people that are different stages at different in different salary brackets. And we're always raised or not always raised, but we always know people over the course of our lives that are just secure with who they are. Peace of mind. No matter even if you meet that person, it's like this guy's so average, but he's so at peace or girl. She's so mediocre looking, but she's so at peace. And that then attracts you to them, whether it's uh, in sports or, or, or an actor on stage or, you know, a, a performer of any kind. It's like this guy's so secure with who he is that we're drawn to that. There's a guy, Andy Fisher at Kimmel. He's a director at Jimmy Kimmel show. And he's just so like, he's got his ego and everything's in check. And like, people are drawn towards that comfort. There's a trust there and a security there. And meanwhile, you can see, you know, look, I live in LA. I've seen, you see beautiful girls and guys that are just unbelievably insecure and they have it all. They have all the money. They have everything they need, but there's still that insecurity. So you want that peace of mind. Is that something you can chase? I don't know. Um, and, uh, anyway, so what am I talking about? Okay. I just want to say real quick, like when I've been on TV the few times, um, you know, 
here and there. There is a little letdown after. And um, maybe it's because I had to go back to substitute teaching the very next day. But no, but <laughs> but there's a little depression after. Um, you know, it's just a weird natural thing. I don't know that the depression is, oh, I only get this once and I have to go back and it's going to be forever before I'm back here again. Or if it's just like you've hit the ceiling and you're like, wow, this is, so this is it. Like I worked so hard to get this. I got it. And you know, I can put this up on YouTube, on the internet. I can send it to, cause not everybody's watching like the old days, but you have that clip to show people. And, uh, you know, in the end you're like, does this really matter? I worked so hard for this and now I don't have it. And so there is like a sadness of someone that's just so career driven and then dies with all their toys, but they do it alone. But fortunately, I have no toys. And I have plenty of friends, so I don't think that's me. Uh, libido and ego need to be kept in check. My dad used to say that. You can control your brain, you, can, you control your uh, ego, and you control your penis, he'd say. Which are kind of one and the same, kind of. Then you're good. Um, and the book's great. It says, let certain moments wash over like a bad smell from the street, you know? From the like the subway or the sewer you walk by and you're like, ooh. And you have to let some of those moments go. Don't. Like Steve Carell's character in... Um, uh, the Big Short, where his wife is like Marissa Tomei. Fantastic performances by both and everyone in that movie. She says, don't, you don't have to f- fight every battle. And some people do. I sometimes do. I've, it's like, find resolution here, you know. But balance is difficult. That's the most difficult thing. It's even more difficult than success, I think, which I have neither. How's everybody doing? Um, I have no idea what this podcast is. And I don't care. You know, I'm so tired of trying to fit in a box, man, in this business, right? We all are in life, not just this business, but it's like, what category? What's your voice? What's your POV? What's your, that's when you're a comic. They're like, what's your point of view? What's your perspective? As a comedian, we're told we have to have a voice. Go be funny. Let the rest fall in place. I have no idea what Gary Shandling's voice was. You know, I have no idea what Zach Galifianakis' voice was. Or Miss Pat. I don't know what these voices are, but they're hilarious. They make me laugh. Dana Carvey. Uh, I don't know what your POV is, man. So I'm going to have to take those laughs back that I gave you. Mike Myers. So we all need to get out of our heads, right? All of us. So that's what this is. And we're seeing behind the curtain more, which is fantastic. Jimmy Dore had a great tweet this week about, he's like, these late night talk shows, man. And like how much of the applause sign and the cued laughter, aren't we evolved past this? You know, in the multi-cams, I guess it's good that it still exists and people are laughing. And I have friends that write for those shows, and it's great money. And I'll tell you, there's great content. But uh, especially my one buddy, Brian Keith Etheridge, he writes on. I can When I watch episodes, whatever he's working on, uh, no matter what the show is, I'll, I'll catch some episodes. And I can see some of his – I'm like, God, that's so strong and so funny you know, and clever. And, uh, you know, it's just I'm like, that's BK in that writer's room there, man. Um, but cool stuff. But it's like, do we? We've seen behind the curtain. The, we've seen the end of the Wizard of Oz. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Too late. So now I can't. You know, I can't do all this. Uh, all this stuff with the, 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 the traditional talk show format. Just be funny. Let the rest fall in place. Okay. Don't have to spoon feed everything to the American audience. Um, all right. So we're at about twenty four. Um, Minutes. Having said that, I need, I want to work on an idea that I want to pitch that I've been working. I've had a one liner for years where I like, I'm a stay at home uncle. That gets a nice laugh, you know, 
but uh, I've, I want to turn that into a, uh, a sitcom. I think multicam is the best way to go there. And, you know, the stories about you and your life, wherever, if, if you live in L.A. or New York, you know, bachelor type situation. And uh, you got the nieces and nephews. So and you got siblings with kids. So they provide the family life and that part of the modern family type vibe in the show. And then I have the uh, kind of Seinfeldian um, observational stuff. If I, if my ugly face could be serviceable on camera. Um, okay. we got about five minutes left here. I want to go over some great, uh, tweeters tweet of the week for me was, uh, Karen Kilgariff, who I follow and just is amazing. She's got like two podcasts out there. Have a listen. Karen Kilgariff, K I L G A R I F F. She was part of that whole crew from Mr. Show in the nineties that like 10 person dynasty, I mean, that's, I think, where she started and where Mary Lynn started and obviously Bob and Dave. Um, I think Patton Oswalt started there. I think Sarah Silverman um, and uh, many more. She's part of that. Karen Kilgariff, funny, great girl, plays guitar as well and uh, just nails it. Like like her and, and like Morgan or uh, Aparna, like when, when I see their name pop up in the feed, I'm like, okay, here's something that like – not that they spent hours on it, but I'm like, this is going to be a heavy hitter. And she had a great tweet where, in quotes, it says, hey there, cool cats and kittens. End quote. That's all the proof I need. You know, that's what she tweeted about uh, Tiger King and Carol, who supposedly killed her husband. And then she makes those online videos where she's driving in her little scooter and she starts with, uh, hey there, cool cats and kittens. And it's really weird and really creepy. And it's it's a six-part documentary with characters, none of which have redeeming qualities. There's no hero in it. Um, even the guy that directs it, he's on camera a couple of times and it's like, is this guy even a hero for showing us this? But uh, anyway, the tweet was, hey there, cats and kittens. That's all the proof I needed from Karen. Like, she did it, you know, or she's just wacky. Carol, not Karen. Um... Oh, and then she had another one where she said, uh, Zoom video just can't seem to capture the volume and majesty of my current quarantine hair. So that's pretty funny. Some good female stuff there. Um, and then two other guys I follow um, are Brennan Walsh and Kyle Dunnigan. Check these guys out on Twitter. Brennan's got multiple uh, accounts where he plays his ex-wife that he doesn't even have, and he plays his illegitimate son, Trevor Walsh, who he doesn't have. But he plays all these characters, and they tweet at each other, and just and he's got several other accounts. But uh, it's brilliant, and they go after each other, and I love it. And he's a great comic as well, and writes on a ton of shows. Um, and then Kyle Dunnigan's an unbelievable talent too. You know, these guys are all talented and funny, and but in different ways too, right? Like some of them would work on SNL, or some of them work would work on The Daily Show, or some of them are exclusive stand-ups it's just, it's fun when it all comes together. I like it when it comes together, but a lot of comics like to, uh, just walk that highway all alone, which is fine too. Um, so Brendan Walsh, Kyle Dunnigan, I think there's two ends in Dunnigan. Um, another tweet of the week, uh, for me was the, Oh, another account, super seventies sports, which is fantastic. Super seventies sports. I was born in 72. So Yeah. So I covered about eight years of that. So I was probably, it was the eighties before I could cognitively be aware of a lot of the stuff, but I do remember the mustaches and the cars and the t-shirts and a whole lot less sugar in our diets. Boy, you can tell once the eighties hit, especially mid to late eighties, 
when Americans start putting on that weight and sugar and soda and every, all the food and the crap and the processed. But in the 60s, 70s, we still looked like every other part of the world. Um, so anyway, Super 70 Sports tweeted a, uh, it's a picture of Chuck E. Cheese, the pizza place, which is great. They're on DoorDash and they had tweeted, hey, we're on DoorDash now. And Chucky and Super 70 Sports tweeted, I want you to consider for a moment what kind of twisted fuck would order in from Chuck E. Cheese. This pizza only exists in the first place so that a rat can maintain a chain of child casinos. Nobody is ordering that shit from home. <laughs> so that's brilliant. Um, that was a good time. I laughed last week when I when I read when I saw it and uh, wrote it down here, and I laughed just now. So, um, and I had a couple uh, my Insta tweet book, which is what I'm calling it, Insta tweet book. Um, some of the stuff I tweeted. Um, when I want to mess around, I walk around my apartment with keys and pretend I'm going somewhere. Right, you just pick them up, and then you're like, I'm not going anywhere. I haven't driven my car. I've driven my car three times in the last, I'd say, three weeks. And I might do a Costco run tonight. I'm feeling pretty good. I've been doing that labor, man. We put in post today. My arms are killing me. I need surgery, shoulder surgery on both shoulders, I think, at least one. If anybody knows somebody that can do that on the down low. Down low. Why, why am I trying to cover that up for people? I guess someone that does it on the cheap is what I meant. Um, and then another tweet, Insta tweet book. One of the posts I had, which when I say Insta tweet book, it means it went all three, Instagram, Twitter, and, and, and Facebook. God, I have to explain this. Do I have any listeners? Um, okay, here it is. Usually when I take a month off from stand-up, there's a lot more healing going on. You know, like I've been off for a month doing stand-up. I think my last show was with Andrew Donnelly and Pat Nay, that little winery on the west side. But uh, when I take a break from stand-up, like the world can heal from not having to hear my words or watch my garbage. But um, usually when I take a month off. And, and and so and what my point is, I've been off from stand-up for about a month, and there's not a lot of healing. People are getting more sick. So that's kind of the joke. I don't know if I captured that, if that was conveyed in that tweet. Um, all right, wrapping up. Some deaths this week that are bum. I just I like to do shout-outs to these people and their lives and their time on the planet because in this day and age, I mean, we're so present and future-oriented. Names get lost. People die, and it's like, oh, okay. And then that's why three years from now, someone will share these same posts about somebody dying. And we're like, oh, my God, that person died? And it's like, yeah, that's an old post. That's from two years. People are getting nailed all the time. I see it on Facebook. I've made the mistake. Um, so deaths this week. Otis Nap Lee, Otis Nap Lee out of Detroit. He had uh, a great sandwich shop and you would feed uh, homeless at Thanksgiving. Um, and he was a Detroit guy, downtown, the heart of Detroit, right? Otis Nap, K-N-A-P-P, Lee, Otis Nap Lee, rest in peace. Had a great sandwich shop and uh, food shop, food shop, grocer. No, I think it was a sandwich shop, but he was famous. I never went like an idiot, but I just was... Not there. I think it closed in like 2010 or might have reopened, but I was never there. Um, I don't think in time, and I didn't know about it. I'd heard of it. Anyway, rest in peace to him and another Detroit guy, Al Kaline, great baseball player. And then he was an announcer. He was a great player. He's on that 68 team that won the title. Let me tell you something. Tigers won in 1968. They beat the St. Louis Cardinals, who had won the year before against the Red Sox. So the Cardinals are trying to repeat in 68. They play the Tigers in a tight Game 7. Tigers, I think, win by one or two runs in that Game 7. Kurt Flood misjudged a ball or something. Great player. 
and uh, the Tigers won in 68. Now, when I was in Michigan in 84, and we were about to leave, as the Tigers were going into the playoffs, we moved to Southern California, and people were like, wow, man, the Tigers, they're going to do it this year. They, they just were going to do it. They were the team. It was a lock. And people were like, man, they haven't been good since 68. 68's been so long. And I remember laughing, thinking, 68, 16 years ago? They'll, they'll, they'll never go 16 years without a title. And here we are. Boys and girls, we are, uh, yeah, here we are 36 years later, 34 years later, 36 years later, and nothing. And they've been twice to the series since, but uh, they didn't have good series at all. It was ugly. Um, Point is, appreciate your team if they get there, if they get to the title game, because you never know if it's happening again. Ask Dan Marino, guys. Marino, his second year as a starter for the Dolphins, he went to the big dance against Joe Montana, thought he was going to be back several times, never made it back. Made it back to some AFC title games, actually just maybe one. No, one or two. He made it back to two. He made it back in 85, the next year, where they lost to the Patriots. Upset at home. And then they made it in like, was it 92 or something to the Bills? Something like that. Um, So yeah, LK line. And LK line, when do we an announcer with George Kell for the Detroit Tigers? Where are my Michiganders at? And I was of the age where my grandpas, both my grandpa Keen and my grandpa Ray, would turn down the volume and listen to Ernie Harwell because he did radio, but they wanted to watch it on TV. And Ernie Harwell was a legendary guy. There's a statue of him out there by Tiger Stadium, which is fantastic. And uh, my grandpas were just not listening to Al Kaline and George Kill. Look, they might have been fine announcers, but Ernie Harwell was your radio guy in Detroit. Old school, phenomenal, Hall of Famer. And Al Kaline's Hall of Fame baseball player, so rest in peace. And they complained about everything anyway. The mom from Jaws died. Uh, Alex Kintner's mom, Lee Fierro, she died, that poor kid. She died at 91. That's a good life, though. She she loses a kid in 1976 in Jaws to a shark, but she prevails and lives to be 91 into 2020. That's impressive, man. That's impressive. Twenty What's that, uh... 25, 35, 40. That's 45 more years. Half her life, man. Impressive. That's tough. That's not easy to lose a kid uh, in a movie like that to a shark. The guilt, you know? The guilt. Why wasn't I looking? Why was it my kid? All those other people that were in the water and it had to happen to my kid. So rest in peace, Lee Fierro. Um, yeah. Did did another uh, boom chocolata. Loving it. Um Chocolata rumba. And uh, I loved it. It's my favorite. And then I was at the store. I was about to get a third or fourth. Um, but I'm like, I'm going to try something different. So I got uh, Netflix and Chilled, which is really good. Um, it goes a different angle. And it's like one of those, there's a little more sophistication to it. And then I got uh, Ben and Jerry's Milk and Cookies, which is just, it sounds so simple. And it is. And it's simply delicious and orgasmic. And then we've got some vanilla, but we also have some boysenberry um, that we baked, a boysenberry kind of cobbler that we baked, and then we throw in some <coughs> some vanilla haagen on that one. So we go with when, when you go with the, the 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 solid flavors, that's when you go with haagen um, When you want to get crazy and all kinds of ingredients, you go with Ben and Cherries. I love them both. I give to both. I give to both charities. Um. So, yeah, so possible ads for this week. Uh, book companies would be good. Guys, if you want ad space, come to me and uh, 
Can you hear my chair? This is crazy. Who's listening to this? We're at 35 minutes. There's no way I'm going to be able to keep this show at a half hour, but I'm going to work on it. Smart to just tell people that. Hey, it's a quick half hour and then do 40 every week. Okay. Um, possible ads. Zoom. Talked about Zoom. That's going to just keep blowing up. My sister said today, last night on Zoom, she's like, I think companies are going to invest. Or uh, a good place to invest is in Botox because everyone's going to be Zooming. Guys, too. Guys, too, especially in Southern Cal. And they're going to be like, ooh, I need to fix that uh, couple of wrinkles there in my forehead or my nose or cheeks or whatever, chin, lips. So people are going to invest in Botox, but you can't go to a Botox doctor, so it's going to be home kits, and we're going to have some disasters on our hands. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I'm going to email Irwin. Brian Irwin's got a nice Zoom cast. He and Tuck and Jen Murphy. I'm going to email him and say that's a good topic for them to talk about tomorrow. Um so yeah, the Botox, Botox too. Use it. I'll do it. I'll, I'll give you some ad space on my uh, thing here. Uh, so Zoom, Botox, Ben and Jerry's, and then book companies. You know, some reading stillness is the key. And then I don't know where I'm going to go from here. Still looking at the stand that's right next to my bed on my stand <laughs> uh, by Stephen King. And then I've just got a stack here. And then I had another great one recommended to me by uh, a woman writer who wrote. Um, Something about the um, manufacturing consent. Obviously, that's Chomsky's, but uh, it's something about that. So I'm going to check that out next, I think. All right, let me uh, check some emails really quick from fans. Uh, okay, all empty here. Nothing there. No criticism is perfect. <laughs> that means you love me. And then uh, upcoming shows, um, clear schedule there as well. So usually that takes a lot of time. This is our fourth episode. And now we have children with the chickens in the back. God, this doesn't sound good at all. Um, normally, the checking emails and going over upcoming shows takes for takes so long on this. But uh, just you caught me in a in a soft. You caught me between uh, in transition period. Samuel Jackson would say, in Pulp Fiction, you caught me in a transition period. Um, that's all for this, guys. This is episode four, April Madness, Keen on Things podcast. Uh, if you want to email me, Patrick Keen at hotmail.com. Also, you can find me on Facebook. And uh, I'm in a purple shirt in Alaska in the summertime holding a frozen beer. I'll explain that photo next week. I'll use that photo a lot. I might change it because I've been going with that for a long time. I have no idea what my MySpace photo was. MySpace is still out there somewhere in that account. I'd like to delete it. Email me about ideas how I can delete that. And uh, I'm sure it's a lot easier. Then I, then I make it out to be, um, Facebook. Yeah. And then Twitter keen of comedy, K E A N E keen of comedy, which is also my handle on Instagram. I'm getting more, uh, I'm getting, getting crazy with the uh, memes guys. Meme Joe green. That's what they call me. Thank you. No, I, the uh, image flip and making a meme and stuff like that. Doing a lot of that. Oh, image flip. That's a good one. They should sponsor me. That'd be some good ad space. Image Flip. I've been using their product a lot when I do a meme. So Keen of Comedy on Instagram, Keen of Comedy on Twitter. Uh, Patrick Keen at Hotmail.com is my email. If you want to call or uh, email and complain. And then uh, the big one is that I'm working on that I'm really liking is uh, Patrick Keen Mascots on YouTube. You go to YouTube, you go Patrick Keen Mascots, and that's me 
doing man on the street stuff, covering history of different mascots in the area. I want to do a lot more teams, want to break into the Asian market. I was doing research on Asia and Japan, China, Korea, uh, Hong Kong. Well, Hong Kong's just a little city, but basically, but uh, Taiwan. And then I'm looking at India and Taiwan. Those are the two ones I was looking at this past week. So I started with China, Japan, Korea, and these other ones are what I'm looking at now. And the numbers there that I could get social media-wise, come back to a company here in L.A. This is my social media following. You want to talk? Let's talk. So trying to do that. There's a lot of teams. I don't know that the colleges and universities in those other countries have mascots, but there's plenty of pro teams to work. And uh, and India has soccer, but their biggest sport is cricket. And I was like, okay, I could I could maybe do this. Because it's not about the sports necessarily as much as it's about the mascot and the people that live in those towns and the uh, fan bases, stuff like that. So that'd be fun. A lot of research. Um, so, yeah. And then I also want to incorporate at some point, I want to talk to celebrities and do a podcast where I'm talking to celebrities about the teams they were raised on, their favorite teams. I'll go to John Hamm and talk about the St. Louis Cardinals. You know, stuff like that. I'll go to Drew Carey and talk about the Cleveland Browns, Cleveland Indians, Cleveland Cavs. You know, I'd like to do one each. I don't want to cover the whole city, but whatever. Um, and I want that level of celebrity. You know, I want to talk to those, the big ones. Bill Burr about uh, a Boston team of his choice. I think Jimmy Kimmel would love to do um, that UNLV running rebel mascot. I think that'd be cool because that really, that's a mascot that fit, that looked good visually, and it matched the character of that team and organization. And then uh, David Spade, you know, someone I want to talk to David Spade about um, Arizona State or any of the teams in Arizona. I don't know if Ellen is into the Saints, the New Orleans Saints, but I think that's a good approach. My roommate Dave Burley and I have been talking about it um, because you get people talking about sports, talking about nostalgia, and they're not going to want to leave. They'll be cool to stick around. Well, maybe they'll want to leave, but... Their guard will be down, and I'm not going to ask them about politics or business or business or economics. No, but, you know, hype and social media and their careers. um, Just get them to a place of comfort and happiness about whatever teams um, they were raised on, and I think that would be really fun. Really fun. Uh, I'm trying to think of other people. Anyway, uh, so thanks so much, guys. Yeah, so keep listening, and uh, I'll see you at some point. I hope. I love you. Keen on Things podcast. Thanks, guys. Cheers.